Yo, MJK. What up? I got some questions for you. Lay them on me. A little trivia for you. Boom. Question one. What was the top grossing movie of 2014? Multiple choice. A, The Hunger Games, Mockingjay, Part 1. B, The Lego Movie. C, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Or D, Guardians of the Galaxy. Naturally, it's B, The Lego Movie. <laughs> Come on. You know with anything MCU, it's going to be at the top of the list. Okay, so Winter Soldier then. Oh, no. Wait, okay. Guardians of the so Galaxy. Hunger Games, Mockingjay, Part 1. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately not. Fuck yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy rules. Great movie. Represent. Question two. How old was Stockard Channing when she played high school student Rizzo in Greece? A, 27. B, 33. C, 35. D, 20. I always thought she looked old as shit, so I'm just going to go with 33 because 35. Correct. There we go. B, 33. Like... You know, you're in your 30s playing a teenager. It's not rare on TV, but it's funny to think all those years ago, she's so much older than that. Um, and lastly, question three, who directed the hit 2017 movie, Get Out? A, James Wan. Jordan B, Peele. Jordan Peele. Gamelo Del Toro or Tim Story. And it is, in fact, Jordan Peele. In a world... Where podcast is spelt with two T's. Unlikely heroes, Jade and MJK, come together to talk about stuff and try to get sponsors for their weekly show. This is Not Another Podcast. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 4 of Not Another Podcast. That's right. It's our segment, Pitch Please, where MJK pitches me, the guru, an idea for a show or a film, whatever it might be. I ask him a few questions and then I let him know whether I want to green light his show or his movie. So uh, take it away, MJK. <sighs> okay, so I just need a bit of go juice because uh, it's a serious one. Whew. All right, so not another podcast here. Figure there's no better way for me to do this than on air and just give everybody some closure and a reason. I'm done with the podcast. I don't want to be here anymore. I get no satisfaction. This always happens on my days off. Honestly, I'm not the biggest fan of yours either. I think it's your face those glasses mm -hmm. and uh you know honestly the only thing that got me out of bed to you know go to your house to do this is maggie and anything gets me out of bed to do it here is knowing that you know i don't have a reason i just don't want to do this anymore i'm done i can't do it i don't want to do it you don't want to do the podcast anymore. You don't want to pitch please anymore. I don't want to do any, any of, it. of it. I'm done. You can find yourself another partner. <laughs> do it. Wow. Do it with someone else if you want, or you can just shut it down. Shut it down all by myself? Like, that seems harsh, man. 
Psych! <laughs> Welcome to oh Liar Liar God. Pranks for Hire. Bam! <laughs> now what I need you to do is jump in a time machine, take it back to the early aughts, maybe 2002, we're on MTV, and it's one of those really shitty prank shows. Uh-huh. Yep. Ashton so, Kutcher vibes. Ashton Kutcher, uh, Jacoby Shaddix, whatever. And the whole thing is you get a prankster who thinks they're a notorious prankster to prank mm-hmm, his homies mm-hmm. or someone who is constantly pranked by someone and they need to find a way to just like ruin their day with a really cruel and like brutal prank. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. If this is back in 2002 and I'm the age I was back in 2002. Yes. I still wouldn't watch it. <laughs> I don't okay. like prank shows. I don't. But I thought Liar Liar Pranks for Hire was a good name. (laughs) (laughs) It's got some rhyme. Yeah. You caught my attention. Pants on fire, but Pranks for Hire. I was like, "Ah, All right, all right. I thought you were going with a Liar Liar sequel. Nah, nah. Nah, nah, nah. nah. Reality TV, I'm guessing. Yes. Obviously. Yeah, and, you know, like, if, if we were to have a host, obviously, back then, naturally, and it's MTV. Hmm. I don't want Ashton Kutcher. Let's get someone else from that 70s show. Kurtwood Smith. Love it. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> oh, my God. So it's like one big prank per episode or lots of pranks Couple per of, episode? Like, so we're talking seen as MTV half hour episode, but like in honesty, it's only like 22 minutes. And like one big prank and then maybe one other little prank. So like we're seeing the setup for the big prank mm-hmm. and we have the little prank yep. and then the, the big finale f- prank and how it unfolds and Mm -hmm. how many people get punched in the face are these celebrities being pranked or unknowns or a bit of both so it'll start off with unknowns the show i'm assuming will get super popular and then we'll start (laughs) pranking celebs like ashton kutcher (laughs) put him back in his place yeah oh my god um but let's remember we're in a time machine yes wow so this is going to be trendy because right now, I don't think it would not it track would at all, especially with you. Whatsoever. Yeah, MTV crowd, the age that they suck in. The kids today, they'd probably be like, that's just harsh. That's cruel. That's not entertaining. They'll why be like, would you why, do why that? are they so mean? They're making that poor guy or girl, or they didn't have them days back then. They're making that poor guy or girl <laughs> cry. <laughs> would there be any element of like jackass in there where the prank is your the host is dressing old and seeing if they'll help them across of the course. road yeah yeah and then same with like uh say someone's doing something and then something horribly violent happens and then that's the prank for the other the, the person yeah how they deal with what they've just seen and what's happened and then someone just pops out and be like liar liar pranks for hire <laughs> and then they do this so being pranks for hire you've got <clears throat> An audience that you've reached out to who are actually legitimately hiring you or the host that is to go do yeah. it. Well, yeah. they come to you like they write in or whatever because mm-hmm. this is 2002. Writing. It's a real thing. And then the host or the camera crew comes to them and, you know, there's the surprise element. But obviously they know they're coming. Yes. And they knock on the door. They're like, answer immediately. Well, I had no idea you were coming. <laughs> it's an MTV crew. And they'll be like, oh, and Kurtwood Smith will be like, all right, who are we pranking? And you'd yes. be all like, okay, so it's my cousin, Tio. He's uh, he's always trying to prank me, you know, and he always, like, kicks me off my skateboard. So I was thinking we could, like, I don't know, shoot him out of a cannon or something. And then Kurt Smith will be like, we got riders, kid. We'll find something better. <laughs> Let's not go too far now. Yeah, so they, 
and then they hire someone to, to prank them. Right. I like that it's got the element of real people riding in and doing the pranking mm-hmm. and actually being able to hire someone to get someone back for that prank they pulled on them many years ago or recently. Um, and that it's not necessarily calling for celebrities. So it's, you know, a lot of people could get their 15 minutes of fame with mm-hmm. this. Um, it's not going to, well, it might have celebrities, as you said, if it gets some traction later yeah, on in if, the show. if it's success. And, you know, they'll, they'll be like the second guest on Conan O'Brien or Letterman or Leno, you know, the ones that only sit on the couch for five minutes, you know, and they'd yes. be all like, so Jay would be like, yeah, yeah, so, so tell us about your show. On MTV, you guys are liars and you, you hire pranks. And they'll be like, you d- haven't quite got it, Jay, but yeah. So I'm envisioning a group of pranksters that are hired and Yeah, so like involved. they'll be, like you brought up Jackass, so they'll be like mm. characters and then they'll be all like, almost like you'll have a little dossier on each guy and they'll say what they want to prank mm-hmm. and they'll be like, all right, Jimmy's great. He knows how to build stuff that breaks away yep. easy. He's your guy if you want to like this have... Guy's a, this guy's a great stunt man. Yeah, or, or great this guy's improviser. Great, this guy's a great con man, like a great bullshit mm-hmm. artist. Like, we, we've With got poker you. face. Yeah. Yeah, okay, you know, okay. And you go through that and then be all like, you know, this this is, you know, Jenny. She, she really knows how to, you know, swoon some motherfuckers and... You know, get this guy in trouble and we'll prank him good kind of thing. Nice. Okay, okay. I think I've heard enough. I don't know why I went with Jimmy and Jenny. That doesn't sound <laughs> right. Again, you're just getting that rhyme down. Um, look, being that it is 2002. I'm my hat sideways. It's not jackass. It's not pranked. It's like a nice little if they were having a baby situation. Um, so, you know what? I'm going to give you a season. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We'll start with airing three eps, see how they track, and we'll go from there. All right. I won't be watching any of it. <laughs> oh, what's your ta- who's your target audience then? Whoever loves Kurtwood Smith. So I probably will watch it. Touche. Yeah. So just the Jackass kids and anybody like MTV was a whole vibe, but not it's not like Teen Mom. It's like you said, it's more the Jackass side of things. I like it. So that will be coming to a, um, a MTV. And I can already see Very the trailer. Very soon. I can already see oh. the trailer, you know. Liar, liar, pranks for hire, this Thursday, 8 p.m. I'm about to lose my mind. You've been gone for so long. I'm running out of time. I need a doctor. Call me a doctor. Ba-doom, ba-doom. What's up? <laughs> I've already forgotten what we are. Oh, yeah, what you watch lately? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what we're up to in this app. We will be talking about uh, the Netflix hit Don't Look Up. Eventually. Eventually, in this episode, as our feature for uh, 804. But we'll start with what we've watched since our last episode. Uh, did you want me to kick it off? Uh, again, oh, I you got a shout list spelled S H A W T. I got an incredibly wow. shout list. Oh, do you want to go first? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Take it away now. Take it away. Take it away. Take uh, it away. Yeah. Now. Nice. Uh, so literally, mm. I have just been loving my PlayStation Five. Oh yeah. I figured out that this TV I got, I can control like you know Blu-rays and TV and all that kind of shit with the remote. Oh yeah. Beautiful. So, I haven't been doing any of that. 
playing Red Dead. Playing Red Dead. Red Dead Redemption. And, and, and watching Euphoria, right? It's out right now. Right. Yeah. Better be, otherwise I'm going to track somebody down. And we'll be talking about it next day for sure. Um, I watched Andrew Schultz's Crowdwork special, 2019 special on YouTube. Very okay. good. Very well done. I love Schultz. He's a New York good, comic. You can access it somehow. He's, uh, I think he's 37 or something. So like a lot of, I vibe with him and he's a New York guy. So he nice. talks the way I like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, this the special is just all crowd work, so he's talking to the people in the crowd, which oh, is right. incredibly impressive. Yes, in itself. obviously he's got stuff loaded to talk about. Yeah, uh, but he's he's in the moment stuff's very good. mostly improvising. Yeah, he's I, I really like him, and he's uh, I've mentioned him before on the podcast, uh, the Flagrant Two, with Andrew Schultz and Akash Singh. It's one of my favorite uh, podcasts at the moment. So right, nice, very enjoyable. And uh, I watched the 2015 John Mulaney special, The Comeback Kid. Mm-hmm. Very fun special. Yep. And then I watched the 2018 John Mulaney Kid Gorgeous at Radio City special, where it seemed very obvious that he was high on coke. Oh, really? Well, he just he's, he seemed like he was buzzing. Wow. And he's recently gone to rehab for, oh, okay. for that. Make a so direct was, link there. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, wow, yeah, he's probably been having a great time on, uh, on his cocaine. Which, Jesus. You can't be mad at him. Ha you know. town. <laughs> he left his wife and no. now he's with Olivia Munn, or at least he was at some point. <gasps> oh, my God. That's a far Mad woman. props. Mm-hmm. <laughs> props. Uh, that's it. Damn. I don't want to be here anymore. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're so mean today. Oh, my God. All right, well, continuing on from the last time again, still school holidays, so represent The Witcher Season 2. Brand new release, still in the top ten. Well, while we're recording it is anyway um again boom jump straight into this world that's already been pre-established so it just was quicker to jump into this time than season one where a lot's being set up remind me have you played the game no only little little bits and pieces but no your friends who have watched Mm -hmm. watched the show and played the game is there anything like the game yes because henry cavill is very into the games we know he's a big nerd and he's been very on to producers etc about it being very much like the games and the books you've just flashed me back to when he got superman he was like playing um world of warcraft or something and not answering yeah yeah that's it yeah Yeah. big hot nerd love it Mm. love it um, well, I mentioned last time I've been re-watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so I've watched season two now. Then I found on Stan, there's a show called One of Us is Lying. Boom. This was another one I got right into and binged pretty quickly. It's based on a book that a few of my year nines were reading. <clears throat> um, and it's teenagers in high school, kid gets murdered in detention. Only four of the others are there. So they obviously naturally get, they're the prime suspects. Um, but we don't know as the audience who has actually dictated this seemingly, well, it seems like it's a murder. And so that's the eight episodes unravel them trying to sort of take the heat off themselves and also work out who's actually done this. And it had its high school cliches and stuff, but I really got into it and the twist was good. I didn't pick it. I hadn't read the book, so nothing was spoiled. Seeing you said seems like they killed someone is the twist. They didn't kill someone. None of the people in detention did. Yeah. I didn't think so. Because why would it be the obvious thing? Yeah. Those, that's the type of show that you know usually bothers me. People go, "Oh my god, I didn't see it coming!" Like, yeah, because the focus isn't on that. That's right. Lots of other focuses throughout. Speaking of focus, yeah, I really want to see the new Scream movie. Yes, it's out. Uh, well, depending on when we release this, it's probably already out. 
13th of 13th. this month? 13th. Yeah, it'll definitely be out by this time yep. it's released. Not only a few days away Thursday, so. Yeah. I'm going to have to go see it the Monday. After we will release. be reviewing that for sure. We're both looking forward to it. Um, so, yeah, Last versus Lying. I mentioned last year, uh, last episode, but... I watched season one of Why Women Kill. I found it on SBS Demand. My mom and then my grandma and then my auntie, all separate households, said, you should watch it. We're watching it. We're loving it. Is this because they a lot of fun. collectively hate men? <laughs> no, no. It was, um, it's Lucy Liu, Alexandra Daddario <gasps> and Jennifer Goodwin. But it's set, Jennifer Goodwin's character's in the 60s, Lucy Liu's in the 80s. So you get all these different time periods and fashion and hair. And um, Daddario. the... Other actresses in 2019, so is that present day. No, well, she's linked to Daddario. Um, and it's got, but I love it because you're like, oh, all of the husbands are going to cheat and that's why they're going to kill them. It's totally different to what you expect. And why they kill them is quite interesting. It's got a season two airing this I month. I bet the one, did you say 60s or 50s? 60s. Insurance. <laughs> 80s? No. Uh, the. Wall Street. Mm. That one was actually AIDS. It was quite full-on storyline. Because he gave her AIDS? No, he's secretly in the closet and having an affair. So you think that's why she's going to kill him. But then he gets AIDS and they actually have a... Because she starts having an affair with this younger guy. And he's like, I'll keep your secret if you keep mine because it's the 80s. Lucy Liu And they still stay together and they have a great relationship where they're looking after each other but still getting what they need. And then he's like, bitch, can you euthanize me? Yep. Okay. And then the present day one. Yeah. He didn't like her Instagram post. <laughs> Thank God it wasn't that at that level, but it was really well done. And then you can see when they overlap the storylines a little bit. It was a really great sequence where they had all three characters from all the different time periods, their murders happening at the same time in the same room of this house. Because the t- thing is they oh. all live in the same house. And you know that they've been shot separately, but they edit it so that it looks like it's all happening at the one time. It's like very orphan black because you've got all of these different so um, this pieces is, put together. This is the murder house from American Horror Story. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah, it is a bit of a laugh out loud. It's like that Desperate Housewives kind of vibe, basically. Um, so you can have a lot of fun with it. And there's a season two coming. So I'm interested to know if it's going to be a New different cast. cast. Yeah. I think it will be. I watched... New Mutants for the first time on Disney+. All right, hold up. Let me adjust my chair. All right. (laughs) Oh, dear. Eyes to eyes. All right, tell me. Thoughts? Uh, (laughs) This was like a huge flop. It got delayed so many times because it sounds like they is meant to be one thing and then the producers are trying to make another and they're reshooting here and there and it's all this time is passing. And it's meant to be like, you wouldn't expect it, but it's meant to be just like this horror story where they're confined to one asylum. made it seem like it was going to be full on horror. Yeah, it's not like this action sequence where they're saving the world. They're basically trying to save themselves mentally from all of their trauma and what they've been through as mutants. And so it's very different to what you think it's going to be because I'm guessing everyone's going, it's going to be an X-Men film. But the director's like, no, this is a horror film. And they just happen to be mutants. (laughs) And so... Because I know that tone and vibe and direction going in, you can take it for what it is. But yeah, it still it doesn't feel like a Marvel film whatsoever. Doesn't feel like a Marvel film. No. Doesn't really feel like a horror film. No. And it's just graphics weren't great. No. It seemed a lot of the parts just seemed unnecessary. Yeah, and it was the like I crammed a love story it. in there. Yeah. You know. And I, I need well apparently in the comics those two characters are able to read each other's minds, so they just develop that relationship a little bit more <laughs> hey taters the dog's up in my grill here come here buddy out the way mate come on um 
So yeah, I'm like I'm curious. I've got some time up my sleeve. I've seen all other Marvel films. I think and it's I've only seen like them all. ninety minutes. Yeah, right? exactly. That yeah. was I was flicking through and I'm like ninety minutes sold. You know who's the, the stupid head that bought that shit on Blu-ray before even watching you it? You did, MJK. Correct. The cover isn't even aesthetically pleasing. It's right there between Mortal Kombat and the new guys. Yeah, look it's at just it. Just blue. Nah. Is that a horror movie cover? Nope. Is that a Marvel it's movie a cover? Movie cover. Taters, Taters, get out of my grill, man. Far out. Sit, sit, sit. Um, I watched Thank season you. one of Sherlock, which is the Benedict Cumberbatch, um, Martin Freeman TV series. So, but it was a BBC One series from a few years ago now. So Doctor Strange and the guy that was in the Black, Black Panther. Panther. So that could be a MJK MCU Marvel review. Wow, that's a mouthful. That's what she said. Um, so I watched season one, which is <laughs> yeah. only three yeah. episodes, but they're an hour 20 each. They're like mini movies. So you can it. But I'm currently reading Sherlock Holmes classic stories. So there's been nine short stories and then the Hound, Hounds of Baskerville is what I'm currently reading now. I'm almost finished. So I was like, oh, Sherlock vibes. Never actually watched the first ep and never continued. So I'm like, I'll pick that up and actually finish what I started. I watched a film on Netflix, 2021 release, The Lost Daughter, directorial debut of Maggie Gyllenhaal, starring Olivia Colman, who I love. Supporting character Olivia is Coleman. Dakota Johnson. Olivia Colman's from The Crown. She won an Oscar for The Favourite. She's in Broadchurch, English actress. I just know the name. I yeah. can't put a face to it, though. You'll know it when you see it. Um, like Dakota Johnson. She yes, Dakota Johnson's to, in that as well. She knows how to look good naked. <laughs> Dating Chris Martin from Coldplay. Fun Ugh. fact for you. Yeah. Um, oh, this was weird. It was very avant-garde. Lots and lots of close-ups. Um very independent vibes, if you know what I'm saying. So great acting, Just not bit good. weird, not amazing, and two hours long. You're like, it was a real hot day too. I was like, <laughs> like give me some something to forget about like this heat in air conditioning. Yeah, and an ice block. Oh, you know what? Icy poles. I'll send you home with an ice block. Oh, beauty. lemonade flavor. I watched on binge the uh, Harry Potter reunion because it's been 20 years since the first film came out. So uh, I got a little taste of that. That was actually really good, really well done uh, because they get all of the cast back together, great flashbacks. But no JK. <laughs> no JK, only um, interviews from 2019 with her talking about it on two instances, talking about something specific um, and that's about it. I watched Miss Bala, which is Gina Rodriguez's 2019 film. It's available on Netflix. It's adapted from a Spanish film. And it's basically her friend gets kidnapped and she gets blackmailed into crossing the border and delivering drugs and going back and forth over the case of a few days. Basically, that definitely happens doing all a lot. the shit. Yeah, doing all the shit for these guys that said, we have your friend and you only get to see her again if you do as, as you say. Then the FBI get involved and try and get her to be the mole and it gets very complicated. And the performances are great. It wasn't amazing, but, you know, it was what it was. Then I watched for the first time because I had a Kate Blanchett face because I watched her in Don't Look Up and I watched a couple of interviews with her. Um, her Oscar-winning film, Blue Jasmine, 2013 release, found it on – no, it wasn't available anything, so I got download. And, man, she – I had no questions why she won the Oscar. She was brilliant in it. She's just high-strung this whole time, like popping pills and take, drinking alcohol. It's going back and forth between her – living the high life, being married to Alec Baldwin and being rich to finding out he's fraudulent and having no money, nothing and living with her sister. Um, and so, yeah, she was excellent in that. 
actually enjoyed that. Then I watched Heavenly Creatures, which is Kate Winslet's film debut. And Monica... Film debut? Yes, from 1994. She was 19 years of age. She is excellent in it. She is excellent. You're like, no wonder why she took off and has had the career she's had. Is she one of the Heavenly Creatures? Yeah. So she's just looking like a babe? Monica Lewanski. She's a New Zealand actress and she's in this Yellow Jacket show that I'm raving about. I think you're trying to say Monica Lewanski. Not Lewanski. Have you got the names mixed up? No. Her name's Monica L something. Hold up. I'm going to look this up while you continue She's to a New Zealand actress. Um, I've seen her over the years. You'll recognize her 100%. So it's her film debut as well. It's directed by Peter Jackson. Wait, is it called Heavenly Creatures? Yes. Um, it got lots and lots of buzz at the Oscars. She's a New Zealander? Yes. Monica, yeah, Linsky. Because I watched a panel with the Yellow Jackets actress and she's American in the show. And then she starts talking. I'm like, I forgot she's New Zealand. And the whole film's New Zealand, except Kate Winslet plays an English actress. So you're getting two of the accents there happening throughout. But yeah, she's been in a lot of different things. So I watched that and that was weird, man. It was trippy. I was like, what is going on? Based on a true story about these two girls who murder one of their mothers because they won't let them do what they wanted to. It's got all this real um, facts at the end of it in the credits saying, yep, they went to prison. They were released this year. They were part of the clause for being released from prison as they were to never have anything to do with each other because together they were just running riot and um, destroying lives around them. So it was interesting but trippy. And lastly, I finally watch Zack Snyder's cut of justice league which is a three hour 58 film <laughs> but my cousin sam and i who's living with me now watched that last night so it's nice to do it with someone else i guess and surprised that we sat there that whole time had a couple of intermissions just to get up and stretch and he so you could have, have a smoke bag, break yeah. <laughs> or is um those machine things but vaping things i love that you don't know what it's called <laughs> You're going to hear about it all the time. Yeah, yeah. you would be like, yo, yeah, you yeah, man. Um, really enjoyed it. It's like, a, as I said to you before, a totally different film. I've told you I need to watch it again. It's just, yes. where do I find a chunk of time for four oh hours? Oh, my God. Yeah. You've really got to have nothing else going on. Mm. Um, and well, it's actually available on Binge if you also want to check it out. What are you laughing at? Just because you say if you don't have anything going on, I'm like, that's literally my life. <laughs> but I like to do other things yeah, when exactly. I'm doing nothing. Four hours is a serious commitment. It could be four oh, episodes of something. Um, so, yeah, that's it four from me. Four very long episodes. All right, that was good. Nice wrap-up. Loved it. other news uh mofo who i call mjk fucking hates captain marvel there you go you heard it here kids sorry to the sorry movie. to ruin the movie also, not the person or the character oh, no, who whatever. also brie larson probably Ooh. i like brie larson nah, nah, she's eight she's eight um but we're here to talk about netflix's don't look up which is a, a satire film because it's taken the piss at it but trying to also be quite serious at the same time That's- it's that's some good satire. It's got a stellar cast. Do you want to tell us who's in it? Well, first and foremost, the heavyweight of the film, Leonardo DiCaprio. That's him. We've got some J-Law, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl mm-hmm. Streep, your girl Kate Blanchett, mm-hmm. Jonah Hill, Tyler Perry, Timothy Chalamet, my man's Ron Perlman. Yes. Could just keep going here. Melanie Linsky, Michael Chiklis, 
And Look, Melanie Linsky. Yeah, I know. I just said that, you white fool. Oh, she, that's right. She's um, Leo's wife. And my favorite, Liev Schreiber. He's not in it. He is apparently Bash narrator. Oh, okay. He's yeah. the narrator over the top. Oh, my God. It's directed by Adam McKay, who's known for The Other Guys, Vice, The Big Short. I was going to say Vice is probably his other uh, political satirical Yeah, work, yeah, yeah. You can liken it to this, maybe. And The Big Short as well, about the real estate drop, like very smart, very witty sort of comedies. Um, interestingly, he's an executive producer on Motherland Fort Salem, the show I mentioned in a previous app about the witches. Oh, he's um, got that money. He's executive producer on so many different things, like the TV show Succession, which is really popular at the Have moment. Have you watched that at all? No. I keep hearing from right. literally mostly people in the, the, the working industry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, the acting industry saying it's like the greatest show of all time. But like, yeah, I was it's... listening to uh, Kieran Culkin on um, mm-hmm. Conan O'Brien. He's in it. Yeah, that's it. He plays one of the main characters. I forget the characters. Roman something. And... Um, yeah, Conan. Like it's it's why he hosted SNL recently because the show is obviously really popular and he on the show is huge. So, right. Yeah. But yeah, he's got his um, hands in a lot of pockets. Producers are on Hustlers, Dead to Me, um, Booksmart, the film, Vice, as I said, et cetera, et cetera. So he's doing a lot of different things, but this is actually directed by him, as I said, um, and has a, a stellar cast. Did he write it too? Um at least story bio. Yes, yeah, yeah, screenplay by Adam McKay as well. And he gets, you know, there's Ariana Grande's another cameo in it yeah, as well. I didn't need to mention that. She's basically playing herself. But uh, it's about two low-level astronomers who mm-hmm. I have use the satellite this. Yep. and see that there is a, uh, what do you call it? Asteroid. An asteroid? Asteroid. What the Did f- I, that sounds weird. I think I, because I took a syllable out i just said asteroid uh, right. a, a comet is what they've used here a uh they are different i couldn't tell you an approaching the comet that will 100 percent guaranteed hit planet earth and so these guys make a few calls the uh two um astronomers by the way are leo dicaprio and jennifer lawrence so she's sort of working under him he's the guru in this the professor and uh, they make a few calls and are very quickly taken to the White House to report this incident. And that's where the comedy ensues because everything leading up to that is very serious because we're seeing the scientific data and I've, them doing their equations to I've know that it's real. seen the little things like on Netflix yeah. where they're like, okay, so we're looking at what, like 70%? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no, this will 100% or whatever. They're like, Because um, Meryl Streep plays the president of the US fucking brilliantly and Jonah Hill is her chief of staff, uh, also her son, and he's played it as if um, Fire Festival were a, was a person and he carries a handbag around with him at all times. It's hilarious. But she's like, so it's 100% so we never say 100%. We'll go with 70. And they play it down immediately. And right from the get-go, all the politicians in the media don't take it seriously. I've seen the other part with Tyler Perry, who's like a news host or with something. With Kate Blanchett. And oh, it's so good. I didn't realise that was her. Yeah, she's Wait. got a lot of work done to okay. look a certain way. Uh, and he was just like, well, can you tell it to hit a certain part of New Jersey where my ex-wife lives? And then <laughs> she's like, oh, stop. You and her have a great relationship. <laughs> just like morning TV oh, or whatever. Oh, it's just so tongue-in-cheek. They're just not taking him seriously. The closer and closer it gets and the more guaranteed that it's going to hit. And that's where the satire comes in because it's obviously um 
a political statement on how people are taking data and information relating to climate change in particular. You know, if a comet's coming to you, something's not going right. Um, but also, I guess, with COVID more recently, like mm-hmm. the media is telling you one thing, politicians are telling you another, the scientists are saying something else entirely. And for some reason, we don't want to believe the scientists. We mm. just believe what's fed to us. And it's how all of those people I've just mentioned manipulate it to sort of suit their agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, president wants to run again for another term let's be the hero of this story and yeah they just refuse to uh believe that this is going to hit hence the um why the ending is so unexpected and expected all at the same time for a satire because it's like okay you won't take us seriously we'll show you what will really happen so um it's quite funny it's two and a half hours it's relatively long film um, you do get your laughs out of it and some just a really, really great cast. And it must have been so hard to be Jennifer Lawrence and Leo DiCaprio having to be so serious Straight, all yeah. of the time yeah. and everyone just taking the piss and mockery out of them, not believing them as the scientists. Like, that would have been so um, tiring to do that. And then on the other end, be Jonah Hill and improvise basically everything and just throw shit their way. Time, yeah. Have a good time. Um, so people enjoying it for sort of its commentary on on society at the moment and then other people are not liking it i guess maybe not getting the comedy of it yeah well and other people thought it was meant to be some people thought it was a serious film and they're like ah what am i confused tonally by it yeah yeah if you don't understand satire or you know if you see adam mckay's name and expect something completely different but yeah, it's got a 7.3 on IMDb, mm-hmm. which from all accounts from everybody I've heard that watched it, including mm. yourself, it's either good to very good. Yeah. And then if you may- visit that... Um, Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe Rotten Tomatoes, uh, you know, work for the government now. Ah. Put that out there. Just get a little There's bit. some gossip for you. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> very true. Those those jerks. Those Who would even grow up to want to work for something called Rotten Tomatoes? Honestly. <laughs> Oh no! There's some boys and girls out there with some mad aspirations. It'd be Who like knows? if if um, we had like a, an, another thing, but in, in writing on the internet where you could visit a website and we just called it steaming shit. <laughs> Let's start it. Yeah. Let's do it. And then we'll just review everything, and people are like, oh yeah, so steaming shit gave it, you know, an eight out of eight. Or, so sorry, it must eight be out good. Of 10. So yeah, I'm, steaming shit said it's basically the same thing. Anyway. Like quoting Wikipedia or something, but. Um, I yeah. do. I do love when you go to the yes the, the on Wikipedia when you can click down the bottom to where it takes you to the sites and sometimes they don't exist. That's great. Oh, okay. Do you do your That's fact checks? Right. <clears throat> yes, because you can often use it for the other sources it's referencing. But oh, maybe that's even dodgy as well. Just ignore it entirely. But if you're up for like a serious, like a dark comedy, is another way to maybe phrase it, where it's like elements are a lot meant to be taken seriously but it's just poking fun at the fact that people believe anything that's fed to them and we need to start actually taking shit seriously and looking after our planet and ourselves so that's what i've got to say about it i don't know if i have a rating for it probably a seven out of ten because i lost interest a little bit three quarters of the way through i'm like all right naturally yeah. is this gonna hit or what what are they gonna do if it's like a two hour 20 film you can only 
go through the motions of them not getting taken seriously so long, I imagine. So. Oh, you know, and then you've got like a, a Mark Zuckerberg type of person coming in. I don't know the actor's name. He's an older type. I've seen him before going, I've got this. I will destroy it with my drones. And just to see what happens with that, you're like, <laughs> okay. They're trying to sort of be Armageddon about it all and send Ron Perlman up to be the hero. <laughs> just everything backfires. That's beautiful. Everything does not work as it should. Sounds more like some Elon Musk would do. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that yeah. might be more of him. Yeah, sorry. I was watching a thing from Mark Zuckerberg that Sam was showing me about this new virtual reality he they're creating. like Zuckerberg, does he? No. Good. No, he's just tripping out about this virtual reality that we're mostly going to live in. And I'm like, I don't need this in my life. This guy's got too much time on his hands and too much money and he's trying to create this whole other world for us. But anywho. He's a lizard person. He's a lizard man. You heard it here first. talk about trailers we didn't do it last set we haven't watched a whole lot uh to be honest but we did both just watch the latest trailer for the batman played by robert patterson directed by pattinson pattinson directed by matt reeves and his other works you may know cloverfield nice a he- dawn, handheld horror dawn of the planet of the apes oh okay war for planet uh-huh. of the apes and I don't know if he did rise. So up. he knows big action. So that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And we've got, um, we're seeing a lot more of Catwoman in this trailer, uh, aka Selena Kyle, played by Zoe Kravitz. And we're still being teased about the Riddler, who is the overarching big bad of this particular Batman film. I didn't see a date at the end there, but this is going to be out pretty soon by the looks of it, because we've been hearing about this for some time. There were obviously delays with COVID. Um, and we know there are other people in it, like Colin Farrell playing the Penguin as another reprisal. So it looks like there's a lot of Selena Kyle, Bruce Wayne, aka Catwoman, and Batman stuff happening At throughout least this. In the trailer, it seems. At least that in way. that trailer, and the, that is a big relationship because in the comics and a lot of the animated series, they do have quite serious relationship at different points. Yeah, they do. Oh, like, you know what I'm saying? They get, they get dang. Getting jiggy with it. Na 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 na. Uh, so that's basically it because there's lots of just like boom, 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 big little reveals and little action sequences to keep us intrigued without giving us too much, without taking away too much from it because obviously a trailer can sometimes be the whole film. But I don't think we're getting that with these, yeah, which is nice. Like X-Men Dark Phoenix. Uh, <laughs> first 10 seconds, you find out Mystique gone done dead by, you know, also Gray. Batman vs. Superman. Wonder Woman shows up like, hey, I thought she was with you. No, she's. I thought she was with you. And it's like, okay, they're clearly working together. There's no rivalry happening here. You've spoiled the fact that they reunite at some point. Um, so, yeah, it's a nice little tease. I am liking Robbie P more and more um, that I see him because you're getting used to it. So at first you're like, does that work? Mm. Works as Batman. Does he work as Bruce Wayne? So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. That's my take on it. Anything else you wanted to add? I just, um, I'm lacking the more we're seeing of the, the Penguin and the Riddler. Mm. Yeah. Hearing more so yes, of the Riddler. Because I wasn't bummed out, but originally there, there was talks of Jonah Hill playing the Riddler and Johnny Depp playing the Penguin. That's right. Yeah, right. And then I it think changed. it's two pretty decent uh, replacements, yeah. kind of, you know, because 
Colin Farrell's pretty underrated, in my personal opinion. He's going to be hard to recognize in this too. To an accent. Sometimes you just. Yeah, go, right. How are you doing there, lads? Yeah. It's like, wasn't he American a minute ago? I'm so confused. And then at the same time, we've got that coming out, and then there's the Flash movie that's been um, pending for some time now, and that's going to be. Is that essentially going to be Flashpoint? It's going to be Flashpoint. That's what I wanted to say. So we're going to actually see Michael Keaton reprise his Batman and Ben Affleck's back with his Batman. And God knows who else is going to come in and out of it. And they're obviously doing their own sort of multiverse thing with it. But Flashpoint's been an original story for a very long time. I was going to say, in their defense, they had this in the works for original release, I think, in like 2018. I don't know if Keaton was on board back then. Despite the Spider-Man MCU people are all like, fuck you, we're doing a multiverse first. And does this not link into the ending of Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice yeah, League? It yeah, does. exactly. Um, With the Joker there and shit. Lois Lane is the key, just in the comics and oh, just Flashpoint. Dang. Lois Lane dies, Superman turns bad and it's not good for anyone. Hence why he has to team up with the Joker, uh, Deathstroke. The Queen of Atlantis, which is interesting. Are they going to keep Amber Heard in this after all of the Johnny Depp stuff? I've read that she's... Still I think I mentioned in, this on the podcast, yeah, that I she's still she's on board. still on board, which for consistency, um, that would be good for that to transpire. Also, she's a woman in Hollywood. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. And who else is on the bridge? Cyborg as well in that end sequence. And how good, just again on that movie, how good yeah. was it that you actually got to learn stuff about Cyborg? Oh, 100%, and yeah. the dude from... Um, uh, Terminator 2, Miles. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he actually more than just a face on a, on a screen. You got to do Correct. So more of their motives of like why they're choosing to do different things mm. or why they're behaving in a certain way. And it makes so much more sense and sets so much more up than, you know, the previous release, which didn't do any good. So the Batman looks like it's going to be cool. Hopefully kind of dark and edgy. The Flashpoint I'm expecting, it's going to have comedic release, but you can't take Flashpoint like it's pretty serious storyline because yeah. everything is yeah. messed up. And so I'm very intrigued to see what they do with that. Wait, what? We're doing another pitch, please? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, All yeah, right. Yeah. Well, your previous one. What was it called? Liar, liar, pants. Pranks for hire. For hire. <laughs> so what do you got for us this time, MJK? All right. So working title is Monster. Do not associate it with Charlize Theron. It's <laughs> the first thing that came to mind. All right. But what we have is think, did you ever watch the show Ray Donovan just so I can know? No, but I know of it. Okay. So he's essentially a fixer in Hollywood for, for actors, rich people, all this kind of stuff. So if anybody has a problem, doesn't matter what what it is, him and his team come in and fix it so it doesn't make the news. Also, they're not affected. Also, so they're not affected by a kind of thing. It's a similar thing, but it's a woman who it does the fixing. And also she's more, I wouldn't say like a secret agent, but she's more, she does other things too. Like you need someone clipped. Sure. You need someone, you know, to be, you know, swindled out of their money. Mm -hmm. She can make it happen. And the reason I call it monster is because that's her code name. And she comes from like a lineage of quote unquote monsters Mm -hmm. so this is essentially the story i'm going to be working with which is established in the pilot is there's this young woman 
who like she's been doing nickel and dime crimes. She's got like 19 credit cards under different names, like with fraud and all Probably this kind of passports. stuff. passports. All that kind yeah. of shit. And she's been like alone, maybe, I wouldn't say like an orphan, but she figured out how to take care of herself from a very young age, from abusive parents maybe. Mm-hmm. And she's gotten the attention of the current monster because she knows she has to pass this on and live the monster name on. Who, I'm thinking, Sarah Shahi. Damn. Right? Damn. Because she's a strong, strong, she, and she could be, you know, and yeah, she fits believable. the age, age demographic, strong mm-hmm. woman. Also, she fits all the like, criteria if she needs to swindle out of some money. So this is the current she, monster or the one she's trying to impress is Sarah Shahi? She's the one who's um, scouting this younger woman. Gotcha. Cool. Who I have no idea for yet, but in my mind I'm Ooh. seeing Zendaya, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, okay. And then the one that she learned from will be like almost she at the end of the day or at the start of the day, depending on whatever. Like she goes to the the, the monster that trained her, Sarah Shahi, that is. Yeah. And that's yeah. where she has like a scotch or vodka rocks, gin tonic, whatever. Sits down with her, and for some reason, I've only got Helen Mirren in my head because she's yeah. an old lady. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. someone, and you believe her as a boss. Yeah, you know. And then they talk about it, and she's she's maybe like trying to talk her out of getting this 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 new monster chick Zendaya. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to use their names just so yeah, I yeah. don't keep saying monster. Talk her out again Zendaya because she's not, maybe not polished enough, and then she'll be all like, "Well, I was nothing when you found me, but like you know, I've I've taken the role kind of thing." And mm. Like I said, with Ray Donovan set in California, yep. but I'm thinking this more so New York and Ooh, yeah. that part of the world, like you know, darker. New York, Jersey, Boston, mm-hmm. uh, Philadelphia, all like more so the colder states. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. I'm picturing this in winter. Sets the tone a bit more. Yeah, and um, so it's not a Hollywood fixer in that sense. It's just whatever's it's, needed. But also, also like, uh, like yeah, but like still, you know, Broadway and you're still gonna have the New York involved. side of things. 100%. Yeah, but also, there's it's more with the powerful people, the Wall Street people, all that kind of shit. And uh, yeah, first episode establishes this lineage of monsters and what they do. Again, mm-hmm. I don't know why I picked monster, but I just think it's a cool code name. Yeah, hundred percent. And. Um, yeah, and I, this is me pandering to you a little bit because it's a, a lot of strong women. Yes. But also, I just thought it was a fucking killer idea. 100%. And also, you can do so much with introducing episodic characters. Yep. And there's always going to be a lot going on. And seeing these monsters, they're groomed to be these powerful people who can do all these kind of things. Obviously, they got a sketchy past, so a lot of things can pop up or pop off. You know? Well, that's the overarching stuff, isn't it? The trauma maybe that they're living with and also trying to live up to the lineage of, mm-hmm. of monster. So that's something that could be throughout the series for sure. I don't know that I see Zendaya. Well, it's literally the, the only uh, Baby young, face. She has a baby face. The only young face I could think of who mm. to me could be, you know, potentially like a, you a know, badass. Man, yeah. But also like, you know, because just seeing her in Euphoria and also playing MJ, she's she can do damage well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, especially when you see Euphoria, 100%. Yeah, and I uh, just, yeah, Sarah Shahi, I'm pretty set on also just, you know, because she's also fun to look at and she's a good actor. Mm-hmm. And then again, yeah, the older one, no idea. But that's that's kind of like the, the block I see it as. Hella Mirren definitely works. You had me at Female Fixer, sort of kicking ass. <laughs> I love the name Monster because it implies that this person's dark and twisted in some way. Um, and obviously it might be coming from a place of trauma. Do you envision any sort of lightheartedness and humor or is it just going to be strictly dark humor? I'm trying to think uh, it'll be, I can't say Sopranos because that's its own kind of thing, but 
it's real world problems and obviously it's it's not strict uh what do you call it um it's not serious strictly serious, yeah yeah cool but they're dealing with serious shit 100 and obviously being that there's such an age gap between all of them there'll be definitely humor found out with here like you could have a comedic relief character yeah well that's consistent that that could also work yeah. but like just even with like how sarah shahi would say how to seduce a man she's like yeah like the young one would be like you, you're kind of old if you think that's gonna work and then yeah you know, it does it in other ways just all that kind of shit i don't know because someone I love is Vanessa Kirby, but she might be a little bit. She's probably Sarah Shahi's age. Um, she's from the Mission Impossible, The Crown, uh, Blonde, and um, uh, Hobbs oh. and Shaw, the sister, Statham's sister. She's a real kick ass chick. So I, that's why I see her as that because right. I've seen her literally kick ass. She's in the next Mission Impossible as well. And oh, there's something about her. She's very enigmatic. So. That's something I thought about. But again, that might be your Sarah Shahi replacement or if you know, if you don't get Shahi. There's a day we can work with, female fixer, New York, Boston, real life issues, going to be quite serious tonally. But as we said, there might be room for some comedic relief. So I'm, I'm itching towards greenlighting this also. Mm-hmm. What are the chances? Two in one app and both been given the green light. Going to put it out there. I like female fixer. <laughs> monster a lot more and liar liar pranks for hire um Why but that's too? just me I, but that's because it was 2002 and my likings then would have been very different yeah i w- wouldn't have watched liar liar pranks for hire, but i <laughs> definitely would watch the shit out of monster 100 and what made ray donovan so good that we could maybe take with us because i haven't seen it it was great for it's... the first three seasons because okay. he's from a broken family he's one of four boys his youngest brother is a half-brother who's um, a half-black boxer. They're all traumatized as kids. His old man's like an old-school Boston guy who just mm-hmm. got out of prison. Um, so it's a lot about the relationships. He's got a terrible relationship with his wife. He cheats on her. The only thing that's kind of stable is his business, but mm-hmm. he, obviously that always you know runs up with problems with that. Completely different for what I want, but I'm just saying just mm. that kind of yeah. dude and what he does is where i'm starting but like he's you come down to your protagonist for sure yeah and um then ray donovan the first three seasons was amazing and then i stopped watching because season four introduced katie holmes <laughs> we will not be introducing her so no we've learned from their mistake yeah but uh well done congratulations how many eps bro oh yeah right i'm seeing it as 10 100 like 50 minutes and i'm Hoping that Bezos money, so I'm thinking Amazon Prime. Oh, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just before we fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just got to mention the uh, the quick teaser trailer they put out of the mm. boys. The boys season, season three. Three coming what June did it say? June the third on Amazon Prime. So I just want to put that out there before we fuck right something off to look here. forward to. So uh, anything you're thinking you're gonna be watching, doing, reading, anything? I'll finish Sherlock Holmes. I'll finish Yellow Jackets. I'll finish Dexter and Euphoria. Oh Sick. my god! And I want to see Scream Five. Sick. That's um, a good, good so that's move. what I'm looking And the 355. Gangster. Right. So I'm, lots to look forward to. I'm hoping to watch Scream and get started on Spider-Man again. But uh, that's us. We out. Keep cool. Represent. Bye.
Thank you for tuning in to not another podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook or Instagram. All one word, not another podcast with two T's. Or check us out on Twitter, Tweets by Nap. Wherever you are, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. <laughs>